From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I am Joey Lovato. And Joey, for this week's episode, I thought we would do something a little different. What do you think? I, I'm feeling it. I think, you know, we've talked about a lot of uh, TV shows and movies recently. We've talked about music and books in the past and video games. But... And, and typically we talk about the content, yes. right? We always talk about the content. We talk about the meanings of the things. We talk about our tastes uh, on, you know, what is makes a good movie, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But we have neglected the hardware. What you actually access it through. What you access it through, how you access it, how that stuff has changed over time. And I just think there's a lot to unpack there because it's, my experience is very different than your experience. I mean, I grew up with the, I mean, like the internet started becoming a big part of my life when I was like 10, right? And now like kids are born with an iPad. That's true. Yeah. It's, like, it's very true. So like what, you know, and I guess the point is like, gosh, where do you even start with this topic? Start with the printing press. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize we were going back through like the history of, I mean, right? Uh, like that, you know, I mean, I mean, for real though, like if you want to talk about like, what makes, I mean, like the book, right? The book is what you read through, but like it was crazy hard to print books. You had it, to like do them by hand. Yep. It, uh, the printing press really uh, accelerated the distribution and the production of, you know, it was like mass produced sort media. of books. It was yeah. the first mass produced media. It was. It was, was obviously books, but like, yep. yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, we got the printing press, but like, let's, let's jump ahead here a couple hundred years <laughs> to like, like, I would say, like, what is considered old to me now or something like that is, like, a VHS player or, like, Have you, cassette let me, tapes. So let me ask you this. Have you, okay, did you buy, you bought CDs, though, right? I bought CDs. Yeah, yeah. I have, I mean, we have VHS tapes in my house. So you, did you, so you, 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 like, no, <laughs> this is I, a naive I question. Re, I know how to rewind a movie. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know how to run a VCR? Yeah, like, you don't, like, you can't, <laughs> like, once you're done watching a movie, it doesn't just start over again. You... you have to rewind it. <laughs> I do know that. But I would bet, I would bet my brother does not know how to do that. He's, he's, really? He's turning 20. Yeah. And he probably doesn't know how to do it. Do you that. think if you, what about this? Like, we've got like, um, you know, holiday seasons coming up in a month or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think if you gifted him a, a VHS tape, he would know what to do with it? Well, he, one, he'd be like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I, like, he's like, I have to go find the VHS player in the attic now to like watch this, whatever you got me. Yeah. But he, I mean, like, I guess if like, say that was not part of the picture, he would be like, he would probably wouldn't know what to do with it. He'd be like, he could probably put it in. He could probably put it okay. in the player and like hit play. But I think he would be confused on like the rewinding. Of, I, I think he would understand it, but I don't think he would, it would be like weird to him. That's interesting. I'm just thinking about now, like the, the symbols. Right, like oh, that yeah. are on the keys, square, square, triangle, like two, two, two bars. I think that those are still universal. The the bars are for sure for pause, but do you think if I just showed you like a well, the red dot is two for record. record, and like two arrows of the line behind it is like skip ahead or fast forward. Do you think just like a square? I mean, like if it was in the context of a button, yeah, I think you would know that. You know, it's stop. Ma- maybe not though, and like. It's kind of interesting even just to think about that, right? Yeah, sure. Like, like the interface, right? But that that's I guess it's a little. It's not necessarily universal, but it, they've been, it's still there. Well, and what's interesting, I think, is like the media that we're getting today. I mean, like since the invention of the television, since the invention of the printing press, since the invention of headphones and speakers, the media that we've been consuming is relatively the same, right? Like you can listen to a record, you can like listen to an MP3, and you're going to get the same experience in terms of like what is being inputted into your body. False. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's, here's one of the things I wanted to say. It's just because, and I don't want to get like super technical and we do, cause we don't have to do that, but 
wouldn't wouldn't you admit though there's a difference between i mean okay fine do you think there's an aesthetic difference between listening to uh a song on a record and listening to a song on your phone you, well 100% but i think that like the like the like input that is being put into your ears is has not changed Right, but the way it's being put in, yeah, has, has changed. changed, and that's what I wanted. That's okay. the point I was trying to make. That's the point. You okay. were jumping ahead, Mister. Well, I thought uh, you were I'm like the nineties. I and... thought you're like I get the same thing, and it's like, well, now I don't disagree with that. I actually think a lot of people, if you played back to back for like a lot of like mass, probably the vast majority of the population, you played back to back an MP3 version of, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, and you put Dark Side of the Moon on a record. You just ask them to listen through your headphones, like mm. either way. Like which one was which? I don't think they'd be able to determine. Yeah, I probably different. And I like I work with audio all day long. <laughs> right, right. And that's what uh, some people will make that that um, you know that argument that there is a difference because well, the way yeah, it's encoded the, the fidelity, into, right? Exactly of the music yeah. or like I mean, and then you can go back to like oh you can download a movie or you can watch it on VHS. I I think it would be pretty hard to make the argument that like watching something on VHS is better than like watching a digital copy or a Blu-ray. But it's interesting to me that now, I think we've mentioned this before on the podcast, that like there's a resurgence of cassette tapes. Yeah, there's also a resurgence of of, of uh, records. Well, records, but records happen first. And I, yes. get, I get records, right? Because there is something about that sort of like needle to vinyl sure, sort yeah, of stuff, right? Sure, yeah, it's very satisfying. Um, but I'm not quite sure about cassette tapes because how, like... It's just a nostalgia thing. I think it is, right? Well, um, you But know, it's also portability sure. is what I get. I, I think people are like, no, I can actually, the cassette tape is small. It's compact, right? Yeah, it's compact. It's the same size as your phone, which can hold a million songs. Exactly. But <laughs> it's it's more compact than a CD. Yeah, but I don't know anyone that takes CDs with them anywhere. anywhere. But that's what I mean. Like nobody's taking CDs, yeah, right? The so, only, I had CDs when I was in high school. I had a lot of CDs when I was in high school, only to listen to in the car because my car wasn't like new enough to like have an auxiliary jack and so i had to i had to listen to cds so what i would do is i would burn music onto cds from my itunes library and listen to those sure it's the only way to do it sure absolutely what about let me ask you this just to jump mediums for mediums for a second mm-hmm. uh what was your first television like do you remember the first television like your family yeah, television yeah, yeah. um it, it was a big boxy tv it had a big butt on it right what it do you like, mean by boxy what was the material are we talking plastic, plastic. Are we talking wood okay <laughs> i have a wooden tv no i did oh wow <laughs> that's i mean because I, I bring that up because like we're sitting kind of at a desk right now but you can imagine uh, like a dresser right like your tv was a piece of furniture oh yeah no the our tv like, was like a big piece of furniture right it was a big old honking how big like do you know what size screen we're talking um <laughs> probably like four three feet by three feet I'm sorry, three three feet by three feet? Yeah, it was like, it was probably like was that. Right, 36? Okay, yeah, so 36 inch. 36 okay. inches probably, yeah. Sorry. I, I Is think it a rectangle or a square? Rectangle. Like, uh, it's not a big rectangle, though. See, now I remember square televisions also. Yeah, no, we did not have a square television. Which is interesting, right? But I will say that the uh, I do remember our first computer, um, which was just like your like a Dell or something, you know, or maybe mm-hmm. like, a, like an HP. I don't know. But uh, it had like a square monitor. We had our monitor for our yeah. first computer, with, and it was like as big. It was like gross white, sure, um, like cream color, like everything was in the nineties. They and, all were. And yeah. it was, it was, and it was like super big, and, and it, it it had, uh, it was it was pretty square. It wasn't really rectangular at all. Yep. And exactly. I, I think that like that's another thing that like you've seen as 
hardware has advanced is we've we're getting into like really wide wide screen is the big thing we don't have to look up and down very much but you can look left and right and it's like absolutely and i'm just thinking about wide screen is becoming really popular that and also they've become obviously smaller right that's the other thing that happens is like processing power or whatever bits sort of processors get smaller and more powerful well we want it to be bigger but also small like you couldn't have like the TVs back in the day with like the big, like the tube TVs, right? With the big butt on exactly. it. Exactly. That was like, that was what, a hundred inch, uh, uh, what's like a big TV these days? I don't know, like 120 inches? That's now, big. yeah, that's big. That's yes, a, like, certainly. That's but like, huge. But like you can buy a 120 inch plasma TV. You can. And it's like a millimeter thick. It's thin, yeah, <laughs> maybe, really that's thin. That's maybe an exaggeration, but like it's thin. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's just interesting to me to think about that. And like, even just like, um, Screens have gone a little bit, they've gone thinner and they've gone more m- mobile also, right? Like yeah. they're still more mobile because they're they're thinner, like the, the parts are lighter. Yeah, everything like that. Because I remember when, when like quote unquote big screen TVs came out, my family had one and it was gargantuan. Like, and it was, it, it honestly, people that- It took up like half your living room. <laughs> it, it was like, it had the whole back on it, yes. but it was also big. I mean, it was like, it took people, it took two- human beings with like a utility strap to their shoulders yeah. to like load it into the house. You That's know what impressive. I mean? Um, it's pretty sweet that you got that as a kid. Oh, I didn't get that as a kid. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That came later. But you know, when my parents were like, it's time to get on the big screen TV craze. But yeah. like, it was probably the worst time because mm-hmm. like big screens had just come out. They were huge. Right. Uh, and it just was really impractical, but yeah. it lasted for a long time, and I'll say that. But well, you know, what else is crazy is like the fidelity of the picture on my phone is like light years ahead of what it could have been on that TV. Yeah, it's yeah. we have the you know Retina display. We have four. We're getting we're eight K cameras now. You know, I own a four K video camera. Yeah, it's crazy. Like my phone can take better pictures than like a, a film camera or like any you know like anything that you could have found ten years ago. Right. I just got a new laptop. Yeah. It is so. I built a computer seven years ago when I was in high school. I got like top of the line like graphics card and processor, you know, eight core processor and stuff like this. This is like a more for like a desktop. A desktop computer. I just bought a laptop. So this is a big desktop computer that I built. I just bought a laptop that's like five times faster than it and is fourteen millimeters thick. (laughs) It's four pounds. Yeah. It's like made out of like metal and like it. it, It's water cooled in fourteen millimeters. (laughs) It's liquid cooled. I, you know, so that's interesting. I haven't heard of a lick. I don't know. I haven't looked into laptops in a while, but like when did they start doing liquid cooled laptops? Do it's, you know? Uh, no, but it's not like liquid cooled probably in the way that you're thinking of it. It has like this, like, uh, I don't want to get into this, but it has like a chamber that goes through it and there's a little bit of water yeah. in it. And the, when the, wa- the water evaporates and then condenses to where the fans are blowing out and that's pulling energy away from the inside. And then there's uh. a sponge inside of the tube that draws it back towards the middle and it just makes this cycle. Which cools it down. That's that was a nerdy segment, but yeah. that was that was pretty cool actually. But <laughs> you know, I, I want to talk about things like like failed hardware too, like Betamax. Betamax, right? yeah, like, yeah. That's like a failed piece of hardware. Like why that didn't catch on compared to VHS, and they're like very similar. They are, and I remember. Oh gosh, this is that's a really good question, and there actually is a, a correct answer to this. And I believe that I read about it when I was like my first semester in graduate school because we talked about this exactly this like formats and how they how certain formats win out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember, but it it has everything to do with 
um, licensing agreements yeah. between the produ- those companies and Hollywood Studios. Basically. It has something to do with like, oh, this is like objectively better hardware. It's all about like what you're going to adopt. Exactly. And if you can establish your format as the standard, you win. Oh, yeah, right? 100%. Uh, same thing happened in the run-up to um, Blu-ray. Blu-ray. So it was either Blu-ray or HD DVD. HD DVD, that's R- right, yeah. Right. Um, I feel like Blu-ray was kind of weirdly skipped over a little bit, too. At least in my life, I've never owned a Blu-ray player. Yeah, me either. Well, I, I had a DVD but, player, and then I downloaded movies. But you got one now, though, right? You got a PS4? Oh, that, uh, that runs Blu-rays, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is weird, though, because do you know... Actually, let me ask you this. So this is a thing that... that um, when DVDs came out, people started collecting DVDs. Thinking that it would be like the thing. And I, I mean, it was like a, it like, was a pretty common experience to go to someone's house and they have like a bookshelf and they're like, this is my DVD collection. My cousin Vaughn, who is uh, like 28, 29, yeah. has like a big DVD collection. But do people, are they still like, do you know people that are like collecting movies? Actively? Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Like in any format? No, I don't know. I just don't know. I do know know of, (laughs) I don't know of his name, but like there's this guy at the J school, or used for the J school, and he collected VHSs of Top Gun. And only, he had like 45 different versions of Top Gun VHS. What? I was like, what, dude, what? That's pretty, that's, it's an interesting thing, right? Never talked about it, (laughs) but like. But it's, it's, it's strange to me. I, I don't well, know. Like, collecting I, I don't is know. like a very physical, tactile thing, and of now course. that everything is digital. But that's what I mean. There's there's no more. I mean, I don't want to say there's no more, but mm-hmm. I think that the the amount of the number of people who are actively collecting, especially media, has gone down because now it's all just pay per access. Sure, exactly. Right? I mean, like you even think about like we, we talked about it in the bonus content this week. Uh, if you want to get uh, to access it, it's Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like Hearthstone is a collectible card game, but it's all digital. Yep. You're not actually collecting any of these cards. You're just getting digital copies of cards. Right. Which is like the precursor was Magic the Gathering. Exactly, right? yeah. Uh, and now Magic's gone digital. Magic they just released digital, the yeah. beta version of Magic the Gathering Arena. That's off topic. Yes. <laughs> well, not. I mean, it's still on topic because it's still about hardware, right? Yeah. Um, what else haven't we talked about? Because we talked about a little bit about music. Yeah. What I was mean, your first, excuse me, what was your first, um, do you, did your family have like a record player or? We do have, we still have a record player and we only take it out at Christmas. To play Christmas, really? Stuff. Yeah, my mom. Like, you just got like record, like Christmas records. Mostly, I mean, we have other, we have other stuff, but I think like we mostly have Christmas stuff. Nice. It's kind of like a, it kind of takes up a lot of room, you know. There's my next question: What's your record player look like? It's not that big. It's it's okay. it's small, but it, it does take on a, a, up enough room that my mom's like, we can't take up room on the table. But when you bring it out, do you have to hook up speakers to it again? No, no it has speakers no. built into it. Okay, so built-in speakers. It's like a briefcase, but it's like a really big. Ah, it's okay. A really big Got briefcase. It. Got it. Is it? Uh, do you know the the brand? No. Do you know what it is? No, okay. no, no. Um, because yeah. I rem- an- another thing too was like um, having furniture, like yes, those like um, uh, long. Well, having whole sound systems. Well, sound systems, yes, but I'm I'm also just thinking of like there were uh, there are these old kind of like mid century, modern kind of like uh, I don't even know what to call them, but they're they're pieces of furniture that have a record player in them, mm-hmm. and then you could have speakers like on the sides. Yeah, it's also like some, a cabinet. Some cabinets, yeah, like sure. uh, shelf space in there as well. Those would be sweet to have these days. People I would be into it. Yeah, I know uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Aaron Frailing. Shout out to Aaron Frailing. Hello, I know that Aaron. he he still has one of those, and he listens to jazz records on that, awesome. that thing. My grandparents had one of those. Um, but what about like um, my first like music player was a CD player. 
Yeah. Like I had, I may have had a cassette player when I was like very little, but it was like, I, I remember like when I started listening to music, it was a CD player. And when you're saying CD player, do you mean like a, like a, a portable CD player? But do you mean like a like a Walkman kind of thing? Not like like Walkman, yeah. But so it, you have like individualized headphones. Yes. You're not talking about like a stereo with no, a CD player yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's okay. like a this little circle that you put a CD in and then you plug yep. headphones in and you put the headphones on and listen to. Yep. Um, but like that was quickly obsolete because I got like an iPod like relatively young and like yeah. I mean iPods have been around for like what 15 years now I think. More. Maybe right? maybe more because yeah. wasn't it the late iPhone was just hit ten years right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Didn't the iPod wasn't it like ninety nine? Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, Something it, it like might that? it might be. I, my dad has the original iPod still. Sure, but like I had the iPod Touch. No, I'm sorry. I had I I did get the first iPod Touch, but I had the iPod Nano, and I, mm. I could hold like two hundred mm. songs. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and I was like, this is amazing. It was super cool. So. Yeah, I had that, and I mean, but it was quickly replaced by you know, like eventually I got a phone, and I, I you know I had like a flip phone for a long time when I was like, I didn't get a phone until I went to uh, into middle school, and then I got a smartphone when I was like a junior in high school. I've only had a smartphone for like six hmm. years. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe yeah. maybe like a sophomore in high school, but I remember I started high school with a flip phone, which I think is which is where which was rare. I think a lot of kids started high school with a smartphone. That's interesting. Yeah, I I was in college with a flip phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's interesting. So what about, um, uh, move? So we talked a little bit about movies, but the other thing too, is that, and he, here's something I think I may have mentioned on the podcast before, like renting movies. Oh, like, like, like blockbuster, like blockbuster. Actually, we just looked this up. So we did look this up before the episode. There, go ahead. Tell like, them about it. They're the last block. So there were two blockbusters up in Alaska because they didn't have great internet connection. And apparently they recently closed, which is a travesty. It showed people like bowing in front of them. <laughs> they dressed in black. They dressed and, like, in black. Went, uh, yeah. But went to pay homage. The last blockbuster is very close to where you went to college, Bend, Oregon. It's in Bend, yeah. Which is really weird. And they didn't give a reason. Not really. All they said was that it's a privately owned blockbuster uh branch and yeah. they 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 license the blockbuster image like like name and image. Name and image. Who are they paying? That's what I'm <laughs> like like you know, there's got to be like some like poor like old CEO blockbuster who's like getting like a check for like twenty bucks every month. That's what I and I just wonder <laughs> how much they're paying for to, oh, to yeah. use that. Yeah, because they're the last one, so now they like you know there's, I, I, it's just nostalgia, right? And now sure. it be, it becomes like a tourist destination. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, I had to come back because you know real big. If I ever went to Bend, Oregon, I would probably look for the lack. Like that'd be kind of cool. Here's what's funny about that. Like Blockbuster was the Starbucks of video rental. Like. Sure. They were the big, bad, you know, national chain and all the independent. I, I used to specifically try to avoid blockbusters yeah. to, to, to support local video rental places. So here in Reno, where I, when I grew up, we had Video Maniacs, I think with a Z. And Maniacs. you had. Oh, well, there's an epic place that we have to talk about. It's called Dan's Video, D-A-N-Z Video. It's always in, in the Z. Uh, up in Green Bay. Oh, man. I... Why don't you tell me about Maniac's video and then I'll tell you about I mean, Dan's. I don't. I mean, I remember like you go in there and it was kind of like it's like some like like snotty high school kid with like a bunch of like acne who's just like, "What are you looking for?" <laughs> like, like they're stereotypical like movie nerd. So but, like, it's interesting to me because there is still I pass it every now and then. There's still a video rental place. There's at least two. No way. There's a, in Reno. No way. Yeah. There's one on Wells, which is called like Video King, and then there's another one I think over. Well, we, the listeners don't. I can tell you where it is That's later. That's crazy. But I'm mean. pretty sure it's called Marks Video, like with Carl, a Z? like no, like <laughs> Karl Marx, like oh, M A R X. I'm pretty sure that it is. What? Yeah. 
you can rent videos from the UNR library. And I yes. remember people were like, what? Why would I do that? I have Netflix. <laughs> They're great, though, actually. They've got a decent collection there. Yeah. Decent collection. I mean, There's also records and stuff at the library. Yeah. that's yeah. That's you true. know, libraries like Netflix, but free. And real, like, physical things. Support libraries. Hashtag you should. My mom's a librarian. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that. You have. Well, to me, anyways. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, know about I don't it. Know about it on the podcast. Um, all right. I need to tell you about Dan's video. Let's hear about Dan's video. Dan's video is, to this day, uh, the... <sighs> One of the most interesting places I have ever been. It was like a media museum. Now, this is not like in a main spot in Green Bay. It was actually kind of not really in the best area. It's got developed now and it's gone, of sure. course. But um, uh, my roommate and I, Jeremiah, would go to Dan's video. And Dan seemingly had everything. And we asked him one time. You knew Dan? Well. You knew Dan of Dan's video? Dan was always there. Okay. Like that was his life, yeah. was this video store. Okay. And let me set the stage a little bit. Dan looks very similar to like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah. So he was sort of, he's a large man. He had his hair kind of pulled back. Actually, he didn't have his hair pulled back in a ponytail. He just had really short, spiky hair. Yeah. But it looked really kind of wispy. Yeah, okay. It wasn't slicked at all. This is the opposite (laughs) of a slick guy. Um, Always had just a t-shirt on, you know, with like stains. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting behind the counter and he just had everything in this building it was just a white brick building one of those kind of like classic like either 70s or 80s kind of brick buildings yeah and it just had black paint on the side said dan's video (laughs) but dan had like anything you would want yeah and we asked him one time we're like dan you have so much stuff in here it's amazing he's like yeah i've been ordering i he's like i started this back in the late 70s and he ordered every movie that was released Every week. So he's like, I have a warehouse. At the last, the, the time we asked him, and this would have been like early 2000s, he was like, I have a warehouse with more than 40,000 DVDs, like 180,000 like VHS movies. That is insane. And he's like, and others too. He had like laser discs. He had like old video game systems. He had like, wow. like uh, Texas Instruments. Uh, like the TIA 86 or whatever. Yeah. ColecoVision, Atari. ColecoVision is like, yeah, it's like a, basically like a computer video game I system. I mean, these are like, I mean, honestly, like it, the guy, I don't know if he's still around. Dan, if you're out there and, you know, you, Please should, be, reach out to you should be selling your <laughs> your stock. You probably oh, are geez. sitting on some pretty good some pretty good stuff. Also had really weird, sorry, I'm kind of monopolizing this, but I. Sure. He also had really weird um, policies. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you wanted to rent a, a DVD, you had to leave $20 with him. And if you didn't bring the DVD back, he just had his 20 bucks. And that's, like, in the 90s. Yeah. That's, like, that's a lot yeah. of money to, like, be leaving back then. It was really expensive for what it was. And then it was, he charged you a little bit more, too. It was, like, four mm. bucks for the DVD. Really? Yeah. Dang, I feel like that's expensive now. It is. And he, you, didn't, you didn't even get to keep it that long. That's the thing. Jeez. What are you uh, doing, Dan? Yeah. Wonder but anyway, why, there's there's more stuff. There's more stuff about Dan, but I it's not appropriate for all listeners. Ah. So I will I'll leave it there. Um, maybe we'll throw up some bonus content about maybe, Dan's video. Yeah. So, anyways, that's about renting movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I never, I kind of, I remember renting movies for sure as a kid, and like, I think there is kind of something to be said about the experience of like walking up and down aisles and just kind of looking at it as compared to like scrolling through Netflix. And I guess it's kind of the same thing, right? You're kind of going through these sections of movies you know, kind of organized by genre or whatever. But when you see it in its, like, physical form, I think there's something about it that's just like, oh, like, 
I can like you can like read the back of it and you can like pick it up and hold it and look at the pictures and that's it has I mean and that's something that we've lost right yeah I, I don't I don't like the idea that like even on Netflix very few things have trailers so you know what yeah, I mean yeah I actually really hate that so you, and, and the descriptions are not really all that good or not you have to like go on YouTube to find the trailer exactly it's like that's another step yeah yeah I do I think there's a more um or there used to be more like serendipitous like encounters with media you'd be like what's that that box yeah, looks really interesting yeah um, whereas now, I don't know, maybe it's still there. It's just, a, it's fundamentally, it's kind of a qualitatively different experience. Yeah. Well, and like one thing that like weirdly has survived through all of this is record stores. I mean, like not yeah. all of them, but like, I mean like record stores are for whatever reason, like made it through the MP3 era as compared to like Hollywood video or blockbuster. Right. Do you currently have a record player? Yeah. You, you asked me this already. Well, your family does. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like you. Oh no. My, so, my, no, girl, you... my girlfriend has one and my family has one. That's, yeah, that's, that's have you. That's too, too many record players in my life. Have you bought a record? I bought a record for my girlfriend. <laughs> but have you ever bought a record? Well, for my family. For yourself. Yeah. No, no, no. No? To play? No, okay. I, I, I bought CDs, but like not, not anymore. Now I just, I don't even buy music anymore. I just use Spotify. It's ridiculous. Like, why would I buy music? I just pay $12 a month for, or whatever, $10 a month. That actually brings up another interesting point. What about radio? Did you, do you have a, did you have a radio? I, I still have a radio. And I think that that's like uh, because I worked in radio and I was like, I'm going to have one, damn it. Okay. <laughs> like, so it's a portable radio? Like I have, a... Oh, we have several radios. We have a portable radio. We have like a really small one that's like probably the size of my palm. Sure. Um, I also have a radio app on my phone. Yeah. Um, I also listen to the radio in my car. We also have like a big box radio with like a stereo system in our house. Yeah. That we found at a garage sale. I like that too, actually, those kind of things. My dad still has like in the garage because he works, does does work sure, in the yeah. garage or yeah. he'll spend time in the garage. And he has uh, an old kind of receiver, old radio receiver yeah, yeah. hooked up to two, two speakers. Uh, I still think that the best way to like watch a Giants game is to listen to it on the radio, actually. I really enjoy it because the two guys have been doing it forever, uh, Kruko and Kuiper. Are, they they usually do it on the radio. Sometimes they don't. And there's also John Miller and uh, uh, Fleming, but the four the the Giants. I know this is not a sports episode, but the Giants <laughs> have the best. You, you I, I, fight me on this. Like the Giants have the best broadcasters in the major leagues. Two words. Yeah. Bob Euchre. No, because there's just one person. All four of the Giants guys are amazing. Bob. And they have a great chemistry. No matter how you reorganize them. Bob Euchre. Yeah, there's one guy with two names. One last name, one person. <laughs> but no, I, I, and so anyway, I think it's really fun to listen to Kruko and Kuiper or, or, or Miller and Kruko or Fleming and Kuiper on the radio talking about baseball. It's very it, true. It's it's really a great way to consume sports sometimes. Well, and the interesting thing about that also is I remember my grandfather would uh, have a baseball game on the television, mm-hmm. but with the sound off and you just have the radio on. That's how we watched the World Series of the Giants because we yeah. liked the uh, like the announcers more, yeah. And but the only thing is like every now and offset. then every now and then there's an offset. It was it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, but now, now there's there like a 10 there's second. a television offset, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh last maybe the last little medium we haven't talked about, but um video games. Yeah. Like here's a question. Bump my mic. <laughs> you I mean, we've talked about video games before. We talked about what we play and that kind of stuff, but do you actively purchase video games in material form, or do you just do downloads? I have bought them in material form. Um, I actually like having them that way, but I, I mean, just because I'm lazy, right? Like, why would I leave my house to go to, like, a GameStop <laughs> to buy a video game when I could just buy it from my couch where I'm already sitting playing yeah. video games? Just download it onto the machine. Or, like, yeah. you talk about, like, Steam, right? Like, Steam is, like, one of the biggest digital services on the computer yeah steam or even i'm just thinking more about like even on consoles because sure. now you can like download directly to your xbox yeah, PlayStation or your di- Store. Yeah, directly to playstation yeah, yeah. I've, uh, do- I've done both it depends on the game yeah um it does for me too 
uh, like I said, I'll usually, I, I, I do prefer having the disc because when I'm done with it, I can be like, hey, Ben, you want to play God of War? I can give you that. You can borrow it. I agree. And then also you can resell. You can at least sell it back for something. Like the digital download, you can't sell to a GameStop. I will say though, so my first my first uh system, well, I had a Game Boy. I had like the I had like a Game Boy Advance. I never got the original Game Boy. No, I did. Mm-hmm. I had a Game Boy Color. Um That's still not the original. Yeah, the, the, I know, I know, I know. But uh I had a Game Boy Color and then I got a Game Boy Advanced. Um but the the first like console t- television console I had was the uh, GameCube. And I had a bunch of games for that that we would play a lot as a kid, and I sold them all, and I hate myself for it. Mm. I'm like, I kind of like the, I, I like the idea of having digital content in that I can, like, literally can't get rid of it. <laughs> Just have it. And, like, if I don't want to play it, I won't. But, like, it's nice to have. Because, yeah. like, sometimes you want to go back and play something for nostalgia's sake. Like, I, I found a copy of Kirby's Air Ride. Uh, my You've friend, talked about this game before. It's rare. Yeah. My friend was moving, and he had one, and he was like, I'll give it to you, like, 15 bucks. And I was like, yeah. And, like, he, he was like, what? Hold on. How much does this cost on Amazon? And I looked it up and it's like $135. Really? And he's like, wow. 20 bucks. <laughs> but um, I, I got it. And like my brother and I played it and we were like, this isn't very good. But like it brought back so many memories. And we were just like, oh my God, like I forgot about this game. And it was just, it was totally worth the $20. It would it have been worth $135? Absolutely not. But you know, on a related note, I've watched a couple times. Um you know, like these collectors or whatever, they'll put up um, like YouTube videos of them who they're just like, oh, I just called this lady and I yeah. picked up this, you know, box of uh, NES games or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through them and they're like, well, I just spent, you know, sure, I just spent like a hundred bucks, but like, look, this one's worth 20. This one's worth 30. This one's worth 20. This one's worth, and it's like, I just made, you know, at least 170 bucks on this pickup. Yeah. But what's interesting to me there is not necessarily the the kind of price fluctuation, but every now and then they encounter some game and I'm like, I kind of forgot about that game because, like you said, it's not real good. But you played I, it as a kid. But I remembered it at some point. I, I, I at least played it at some point. You're like, oh man, I, I just never would have thought of that game unless someone didn't have it in their, mm-hmm. you know, throwaway sort of collection or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and like I think video game consoles, like that's like the one thing where you can really see like the dig, like the physical medium really affect the digital medium in like a big way. Yeah. I mean, like you can even go back and look at like the old Cinderella movie and, like, a uh, Pixar movie now. And, like, I think the Cinderella movie, like, holds up in a way, like, you know, it, it's got its merits in art and, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, look worse. But, like, you look at a game from, like, the like the N64 and you oh, look at a game yeah. now and, like, it looks like real life compared to, like, polygons. And, like, I think there is something to be said artistically for, like, 8-bit, 16-bit, 32-bit polygon shape video games. But, like, you look at Call of Duty now and you're like, that looks like real life. <laughs> which is which is interesting because I remember like when uh, you know like Super Mario sixty four came out we were like what this is this is crazy like this yeah. is a, such a big advance and um, and every game console every new game console is like looks better and better and that. just pushing yeah. it further and further. Do you think we? I mean now you know games are looking so much like movies to mm-hmm. a certain degree yeah. like. But they're still they're still not quite there. The uncanny valley. Yeah, do you, you know what I mean. And I don't know that we I don't know that we want to go any further. I mean, we don't. Do, I I agree, but we will. I mean, like I I think we yeah. I'm just not. We're not sh- gonna stop. Right. Well, like now we've got VR. Right. But VR still is like not. Well, it depends. VR is kind of funky. I think VR yeah. is kind of dumb, actually, and kind of a kind of a gimmick. But I, yeah, I but really. People are really into it. Yeah, it's true. I've played some VR games, and I, it's fine. It's not. It's not like as fun as a normal video game to me. Yeah, but 
Interesting. Also, VR is interesting because it has to be really high resolution because it's so right. close to your eyes. It has to be 4K. You well, it can be 1080p, but it, it really it looks really bad. Yeah, like it should be 4K. But even those though, a lot of them you get more kind of like um, yeah, motion sickness a lot. Well, motion sickness, but I'm just trying to think of like the game, the type of games that you have. Like I've seen a lot of like kind of like flight simulators or like space kind of shooting kind of things. Like do you get anything that's more immersive like – No. Like and realistic? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean like I think like – I do think that like a flight simulator is way more immersive in a VR headset. But like that's it. And so I guess my take on um, like immersive virtual reality games is like I think there is going to be a point where it is going to be too much for people. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I don't know that they'll There's, be able to. You're going to start getting, like, haptic feedback suits, right? Or like, you put on, like, a suit and you can feel everything in it. And that, at that point, you're like, this is getting a little wally. Like, yeah, or it's <laughs> just it's just going to be re- or it's just going to be really, like, triggering for some people. Like, oh, they'll sure. get, you know, whatever. If it's like a, uh, think about, like, Call of Duty, like, as VR immersive. Yeah, like, it's like bringing, like, PTSD or, like, it's desensitizing know, people to that kind of stuff, which is also, like, either one, you know? Yeah. So that, that'll be where, you know, some, some other, that'll be the next wave of, like, uh, regulation considerations sure, also sure. like like do we specifically maintain that uncanny valley where it is like more like you're shooting kind of you know geometric shapes instead of yeah. you know you want to be able to keep that, that too lifelike that separation between reality and real life yeah um another thing i think is like the type of media that we consume and maybe that and that i think that is due to due to hardware right like now that computers and phones become more prevalent social media like is it's, it's media that we're consuming right like this is things mm-hmm. that like we're taking in and it's only because of technology that's pro- progressed like the hardware yeah and like looking around the world i don't i don't know if it's ultimately a good thing i agree you know what i mean i agree and i think there's a lot of people that were warning about that earlier but now that we, it's just kind of happening in public like yeah we the live doc- in public yeah. documentary we live in public yeah did we oh yeah I, did we i watch rec- we wa- i watched that for uh, that. the documentary episode if you want to listen to that episode it's like episode like five that's <laughs> right yeah 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 but that's the thing, like, it just becomes this, mo- you know, that's what it becomes. It becomes this kind of... A monster. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and it brings out the worst, or it can be weaponized. Like, that's the other thing, too, yeah, right? You can just... Like elect- you look at the elections and stuff like that. Yeah, and just look around the world like it's happening with WhatsApp yeah. messages and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think, like, the progression of, of hardware has definitely influenced our consumption of media. And I think it continue. I mean, obviously it will continue to, but... It's interesting to always see that next step, right? You got the printing press and people are becoming more literate. And I think that that's like a very positive thing. But people were also very scared of it and saying that was a negative, right? But like, and every time we have this kind of jump, like we have the television, right? From the, we have the well, we have the radio. radio. And then we have the television and everyone's like, well, the, the radio's dead. But look, I was working in radio a couple months ago. <laughs> yep. And like, and, and you're listening to this while I'm like kind of the next evolution of radio, I would say. I think podcasting is really just the natural evolution of radio. Sure, um, sure. And so, it, I mean... These things kind of, they'll come and go, but I think they'll always stay in a way, you know, at least the type of media, maybe not the way you're consuming it, but I mean, we now have these devices where you can consume video, audio, you know, you can read on it, um, but like... Well, and there you've drawn like an important separation between like the device that allows you to access that thing and the actual specific medium that delivers the message. I mean, it's either, you know, visual or audio, right? Were you listening to the spoken word right yeah. now through podcasts? That could be delivered through a radio, could be delivered through podcasts. This could be delivered visually if if we you know, if we had like a translation service let's and you start up, it. Let's start up that Twitch channel, man. Yeah. Let's just get We've been the... talking about that. Hey, keep your eyes out for that. Yeah. Do that, get a YouTube channel up. Yeah. Just in in the studio. Yeah. We got to decorate the studio a little bit more. Yeah. But uh, I think we're going to go into some emerging culture really quick and then we'll uh, we'll be back to uh, close out the show. Sounds good. 
you know what uh what a fitting piece of emergent culture that we just watched yes well yeah because it's on youtube well it's on youtube but uh so what we watched is we watched a trailer and bounced around a little episode or two of uh this guy called tech moan tech moan so t-e-c-h-m-o-a-n yep and i'm gonna give that my highest recommendation it's really cool and i haven't even watched anything but it's like what he does is he takes old hardware um and he just like he he demos it right or he he shows it like when what it does shows it what it's done what it was used for in the past and then he takes it apart and he just sort of looks at all the component parts and he can t- and he he's a smart guy he knows what he's looking at so he'll tell you like oh this did this and like oh like well, the reason that like cassette players got smaller in the past is because like we've got to like printed circuit boards instead of like uh you know like stamped circuit boards and stuff like this and yeah really really smart guy really interesting stuff he's like nice english accent he's and just really calming the, i gotta say like the trailer there was something just so zen about yeah. that thing because he just like shows like you know like a vcr operating without the lid on or yeah. something and it's like just seeing all the the all kind the of parts move parts moving at the same time or like uh you, you he like has this whole like the cd loading like an eight track cd like thing and like all of it like kind of the skeleton of it and how the cds would like yeah. lay on top of one another and some really interesting like record players too yeah like, um, kind of crazy um also he does like some graphic equalizers which is really interesting and he mm-hmm. talks about like the importance of those um but yeah just a tech tech moan tech moan is really cool guy um just check him out he's got a good, yeah. good creator he also does like reviews of like modern technology Sure. Um, but like really weird stuff, like stuff that you wouldn't find normally. He found like I think like last week he did like a review of like a a micro personal assistant. It was like it was like it had wheels and it would mm. like walk around and be like boop, 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 and like talk try to talk <laughs> to you and have a little screen on it. But like he's like this is kind of dumb. <laughs> but <laughs> but like stuff like that. He does really interesting content. So uh, yeah, check out Techmon. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. And like I said, a really fitting thing because we've been talking about hardware today. And um, man, it just um, it kind of makes you appreciate like all the the what's the, your What's your favorite hardware, Ben? Gosh, I have no idea. But you know what I really, you know what I really, um, just when I think about that, I think about those old, like my dad's um, classic, like audio receiver, but it's like a, because there's a certain lighting that they have to them. It is really nice. Kind of that, like that outrun style, that's, right? Yeah, just like, and it's just like, it's really warm. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. like when the stereo lights up, I just remember turning the knob and you could just feel that click. It's like, dunk. you just yeah, heard you just, the little the pop to the speakers too. Yeah. And then everything lights up and you just have the dial that kind of goes back and forth mm-hmm. like a TikTok, you know, sort of uh, like a clock or something. Yeah. Yeah, so. well, you know, this is a very nostalgic episode, I think. Yeah. We kind of rambled a little bit, but uh, I think for the most part, you know, I, I hope you guys kind of thought about the hardware that you're using a little bit more when you're consuming media. You know, think about the headphones you've got on. Think about the the television you're watching your sitcom on or whatever, you know. Or some of your firsts, right? Or maybe your, some of your nostalgia, yeah. like, right? Like, what, what was that one record player? What yeah. was that one CD player? What was yeah. that one cassette player that, like... That, that one Nintendo 64 controller that was kind of a <laughs> knockoff, you know? Exactly. But, exactly. Uh, you know, my favorite, I just want to tell you real quick that my favorite uh, medium is uh, the book. You mean just like medium in general, the book? It's you know the best the best hardware to consume media. I agree. That's a good message. Yeah. Read a book, kids. Go read a book. And yeah. Go vote. And go vote. I think you at this vote. point it's too late. <laughs> but yeah. uh, hope you hopefully you did. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, so uh, go appreciate your hard way. And um, yeah, I guess if you want to uh, support the podcast, you can follow us or support us on Patreon. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. And our song today, as always, was Finder by People With Bodies. This has been Residual Culture. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. Get into it.